Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho yo 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 ho yo yo We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Bravo! It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Woosah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. We are discussing Below Deck Mediterranean episode 18 of season 7. And Bravo called it Stuck in the Griddle with You. And we are calling it Crepes of Wrath. And here is Jen for your rapid recap. It is the final charter. We're so excited about that. The primary guests aren't really the focus. The focus ends up being two NFL players, Dominique and Jordan. The guests are boarding at anchor again. The new stew arrives. Her name is Elena. She goes by Ellie. She has cruise ship experience in a spa, a bachelor's in English and Russian, and she is Bravo's favorite archetype, the hot genius. Natalia calls Captain Sandy the Chris Jenner of yachting, and I about died. <sighs> guess jordan lost his chain while tubing with storm at the helm casino night goes bust when dave serves crepes to dominique instead of pancakes tyler's party trick is to snort a spaghetti noodle and pull it out of his mouth and we've hit rock bottom and the show ends with dave getting dms from tasha's ex and tosh walking off after dave threatens to break the ex's neck and that's your rapid recap Awesome. Thank you for paying enough attention. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) The bill is in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) This whole, oh, these people. I feel like I say it every week, but anyway, so about the new stew. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. She's interesting. (laughs) She really does seem lovely. And anybody who can speak seven languages, mad props. Yeah. It is hard. I dabble in three, English being one of them. (laughs) So I think she's lovely. The voice, though, I don't know if you've seen The Man with Two Brains. No. With Steve Martin. He's looking for a body to implant a brain in. And he's looking for all these hot people trying to find the perfect body to fit the brain in. And this woman, she goes, is it my voice? The most grating thing. And he tells her to keep talking so he doesn't feel bad about killing her. You know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it just gave me that vibe. 
and even Dave made a comment to Z when he was talking about it. he mimicked the voice a little. But I mean, that's me being petty. One of my favorite features of Jen. Yeah. <laughs> but she seems lovely and she's good at the job. She had a little trouble with the ironing board. But overall, I think Natalia was really happy with the job that she did in laundry. Well, I mean, any less work that she has to do herself that she can slog off on somebody else, I'm sure she's thrilled about at this point. Reed is already enamored, it seems. She got him to help her at night after Tosh and Nat went to bed. We'll see how it goes. I mean, there's not a lot of time to get to know her. No. But she does seem lovely. She's a filler. (laughs) Not a fluffer. A filler. A filler. So these guests come on. And I brought it up during the recap. I don't remember a season where there was so much tendering of the guests to the ship. Can you? No. I mean, some of that has to do with the short period of time that they're on board. Mm -hmm. Because if they spend three or four hours getting off the dock and getting to where they need to be to anchor versus the crew doing it for them and then they show up and the toys are out and everything's ready to go, it's actually better for the crew that way. Mm -hmm. Because then it's not the guests sitting there waiting, watching them try to put everything together. So it's actually, it works out logistically a little bit better that way. And maybe that's why, because it seems like these are much shorter charters than we're used to. Right. So instead of three days, it's two. And so they're basically giving the opportunity to the guests to maximize their playtime instead of in transit time. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's the reasoning behind it, which if that's the situation that I was in, trying to figure out a way for these people to have the best possible time in the shortest period of time, that's what I would do. And if they said that, I'd probably be fine with that. I think where I get my feathers ruffled with Bravo is when they tell us one thing and it really doesn't have anything to do with it. Like they say that they're docking out there because of weather, but wouldn't the weather be worse if you're riding in a tender to a yacht? Correct. So just tell the truth. Yeah, that's all I need. I just need authenticity. Right. These trips are short. We want to give them the maximum amount of playtime. So we're taking the boat off the dark early. Okay. Right. And Lee has said that before Mm -hmm. in other seasons where this is a shorter trip. We're just going to get off the dock and go get everything set up. Okay. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like about OG. The problems I have had with med have been about Sandy. (laughs) Well, consolidated down. Yes. (laughs) But I really don't have a problem with her this season. I just have a problem with not telling the audience the truth. That fourth wall is really wicked strong on Below Deck. And it's just frustrating because we're not dummies. We've been watching this for, what is it you said, 22 seasons, something like that, when you add them up together. Yep. So just tell us the truth because it doesn't make sense to say we're anchoring and they're coming in by tender because of potential weather. Well, it would be worse. I would be sicker on a tender than I would be on a big giant yacht. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it it doesn't hurt anything to tell the truth. Right. Unless they have some magical justification for why that's not engaging enough for people. But I feel like just saying these people have a short vacation. Let's make it worth their while. It's just dumb. It's like people who lie about stupid stuff. If you're going to lie, there better be a really good reason behind it. You mean like my old college roommate who liked to lie (laughs) about everything for whatever reason and told all of us that he smoked pot with Bob Marley and Bob Marley died before he was born? Like one of those (laughs) kind of things? Or it's just like, dude, we can do the math. Yeah. 
that's the stuff. And even stuff like that, I can almost get because somebody's trying to make themselves seem important. But to say, oh, I can't do this because I'm going here to someplace you're not going when you just can say, no, I can't do this. I don't know. It's stupid. Anyway, on to these guests. What was your first impression? Um, these poor people paid a lot of money for this trip, and I feel bad saying anything negative about no, never mind. I don't. They're dumb. <laughs> no, for the biggest issue on this trip, besides the pancake situation, which we'll get into, to be that this idiot jumps onto a float mm-hmm. that's being pulled by another motorized device with a chain on that is apparently the cost of a American home. Right. That's on you. Yeah. Sure, the crew is going to say, please make sure you put on your life jacket, blah, blah, blah. But if you choose to go in the water with something like that, I had a charter guest that lost an engagement ring that way Mm -hmm. and was really upset about it. And at the end of the day, first of all, if she was smart, she had insurance on it, which she did. And secondly, it's not on the crew to be in charge of your personal belongings that are on your body. Right. If that item is that valuable to you, leave it on the boat in your room in a safe. Mm -hmm. Don't jump onto an inner tube with it that's being pulled by another motorized vehicle yeah that's on you you're dumb i don't love the way that the crew handled it i feel like if it was that big of a deal sandy should have come down and said we're really sorry that that happened if you want to pay for us to get divers to come out here because our crew is not qualified for that we can do that or adversely if somebody on that exterior crew had put in a little bit of effort and thrown on a snorkel and tried to go over there for a few minutes and be like look it's too deep we tried like nobody put in any effort other than to say sorry about your luck yeah it shouldn't have been on courtney to deliver that message from the captain like we hope you have insurance and there's a better way to handle that because it is something that somebody finds valuable and you don't want to dismiss that That to me just seemed really odd that that was the way that that was handled. Yeah. That's not what I would do. That's not how I would advise anyone else to handle that either. Yeah. It seemed pretty dismissive on her part. I was going to ask you when it comes to spots like that, not having ever been to the med or not having ever been on a yacht, are there areas where you can do water sports and things that you can't do things like scuba? Oh, a hundred percent. But that's why if that was the issue, then easily they could have said, look, if you guys would like to pay to have a diver come out and look for your valuable piece of jewelry, we can arrange that. We'll put a little spot on the map and we'll bring them back out here with the tender. But this is a water sports area or a high traffic area. This is not safe for our crew who's not qualified for that type of diving to do. Okay. You know what I mean? Like some more thorough explanation and offering a solution. Mm Mm-hmm. Of some kind, at least an attempt at a solution. Yeah. Other than file a claim. Yeah. Okay. I just wasn't sure about that because it seemed like we've seen people speeding around on jet skis or like storm pulling the tube there. I would think that that would be a dangerous area to try and scuba dive. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that they didn't even bring that up. It was just kind of, well, steep there and with the current, we're not going to find it. It felt very dismissive, like you said, without offering any type of solution. Or even making the attempt at trying to find a solution. Yeah. Like five-star super yacht shit, you know, that kind of thing. Well, and that's the thing. I think that's why it hits so weird. Because yes, is he silly for doing that? Absolutely. 
but sometimes you don't think about it. If like he said, he wears it every day. You don't really think about taking things off. When it's the same as a mortgage payment, you should. Yeah, but with a football player, how many different kinds of things like that does he have? You know what I mean? That's part of their life. To me, I would have it, like you said, in a safe with like a guard standing next to it. Right. But if he's not used to tubing and whatever, not thinking that, oh, it can flip and I could lose this. I thought it was dumb. At the same time, I understood how it could possibly happen because I can be forgetful. But I think what you were saying about it being not five star, that's how it felt. It felt like a very Holiday Inn solution. Yeah. No offense, Holiday Inn. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So moving on. I don't know if I included this. I think I might have skipped it. Did I mention in the recap about koalas having chlamydia? (laughs) No. (laughs) I wrote that down as a fun fact. Natalia brought that up. I thought we were going to gracefully skip over that, but here we are. I just found it very funny because John and I watched a documentary on Taronga Zoo outside Sydney, I believe. And you learn all these little fun facts about animals that you never knew. And they had koalas and they were adorable, but never once on this documentary did they mention that koalas have chlamydia. And I just found it very funny. You know, I went through my own sort of interesting learning experience recently in Fort Myers. One of the girls that was with us is very interesting and has a lot of different types of information. My roommate down there will appreciate the fact that I'm mentioning this at all. But she was like, oh my God, have you, not my roommate, this other girl, have you ever seen slug porn? And we were like, (laughs) the what? She's like, Google leopard slug porn. And- Forever it will be burned into my brain, but it was the running joke between my roommate and I thereafter, because it was just one of those things like you can't unsee it. It's stuck Mm -hmm. in your brain. Anytime you see anything with leopard print, now you're going to think of it. Like (laughs) it's very strange and it's not porn porn. It's like National Geographic porn, animal porn, slug porn, really. Nope, not watching it. But yeah. So this is one of those things, like maybe the people that did the koala documentary you watched were PETA people and they didn't want anybody to have a bad bad bum with koala. I just found it very funny. I don't know why. Like, do all of them have it? I mean, I I, is it I have questions. 100% I don't of the koala know. population? Yeah, I don't know. I apologize to Emily D. Baker for stealing her line, but I have questions and they didn't answer them. <laughs> Do the people who caretake these animals in the zoo need to take perpetual antibiotics? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) I I don't either. So since we don't understand, we'll just move on. (laughs) Okay, the casino night. So Dominique wants pancakes, but he wants pancakes. Now, you as a chef, if I describe this to you, you tell me if Dave went wrong or Dave went right. He wants pancakes that are really thin on the edges and crispy. And he doesn't like fat pancakes. He likes thin pancakes in the middle. And he wants it cooked with a little bit of coconut oil. What does that sound like to you? Does that sound like a pancake or does that sound like a crepe? It sounds like a really thin pancake. Okay. And to be clear, he is American. Dave is not. Right. And it's not like Dave's never made a pancake before, but crepes are very popular and seemingly fitting the description so i can see how dave would get there okay 
Although that would have been a very easy conversation to mitigate by Dave saying, oh, you mean crepes? And the guy goes, no, no, I don't know what that is or I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it seemed the guy knew what it is on site. Well, who wants to look dumb on national television like that? Yeah, I have had crepes before. I don't think crepes taste anything like pancakes. No, they're slightly different in their composition and makeup, but... Look, you dump a bunch of maple syrup on it, they're going to taste the same anyway. Because both of them have uh, somewhat of a lack of flavor unless you include a bunch of ingredients in them, right? Yeah, and we had this discussion the other day just in general on the phone that I'm not a pancake person anyway. I'm a waffle person. And you're like, well, that's kind of the same thing. I said, no, but a waffle has little holes that hold all the syrup. And (laughs) you conceded that my point was well made. Yes. But he seemed very disappointed. But what was weird was he was very disappointed to his friends at the table, but then wasn't complaining to Dave himself. It was overheard and brought back to Dave. Then Dave came up and he was trying to blow it off like, no, don't worry about it. And Dave's like, no, I want to make this right for you. And still didn't do it. And still didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So second time is not the charm. And it looks like from the previews that we're going to get a third time as well. That doesn't go well. (laughs) We need to just get Dave a box of Bisquick for Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) After the casino night, Tyler, the guest, did his little party trick. And I have to say, I was so grossed out. I just found it like we've been talking all season this doesn't even fall in the category of what's acceptable or unacceptable. It's just tacky. It's just tacky and gross. I don't know how stuff like this is what makes the final cut, I guess. Yeah. Unless there was just nothing going on and they had to do something because they're stretching this charter into two episodes. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think. Yeah. I feel like even the producers have reached the level of zero Fs given with this season. Yeah. That's what we're seeing. And now we're seeing people suck spaghetti through their nose. This is not a sentence I thought I would say in relation to the show ever, (laughs) ever, ever. Me either. Like I said in the recap, we've hit rock bottom here. And I'm so glad that there's only one more episode left with guests. Thank you, little baby Jesus laying in the manger. Yes. (laughs) So the show ends with Dave getting DMs from Tasha's ex. One of our friends on Twitter, Kim, said that she just watched the episode. And can we talk about how Tasha's ex-boyfriend got Dave's phone number? Well, first off, it wasn't a phone call and it wasn't a text. It was a DM. And I don't know if you remember, somehow in my brain, I thought that they were all on the same boat together last time. Is that incorrect? You mean her boyfriend too? Yeah. Because she said that she was sneaking around. I think she was just in life sneaking around. Oh, okay. I don't think that they all work together. Is not the impression that I got. Because that would have been dangerous. First of all, Dave wields knives for a living and he works in the kitchen. (laughs) True. And he makes the guys food. So for them to actually be on the same boat together seems like it would be dicey at best. Look, it wouldn't be the first time in the history of yachting that some dumb shit like that has happened, but Mm -hmm. I find it highly unlikely that Tosh would be emotionally stable enough for that to be what's happening and for her not to just lose it. That's a good point. It's probably just fan fiction I wrote in my head. Yeah, I don't think they worked on the same boat together. What I do think happened is that she probably said, this is who I was sleeping around with. And 
by the way, we happen to be on the same boat right this moment. Mm-hmm. And it was probably, I mean, anybody who knows anything about the Reddit below deck page or Instagram mm-hmm. would be able to very quickly deduce who these people are. Right. So if he had any detective skills whatsoever, I don't think it would be difficult for him to find Dave on social media because he's not quiet there anyway and send him a message. So I feel like that's probably how that went down. Yeah. So I don't think that we can put it on Tosh for giving him the information. I think it was probably his own looking into it and messaging on social media because I've had messages the whole time I've been on social from people I don't even know. Right. I don't think it would be difficult for him to deduce who it was that she was sleeping with. Yeah. I do think that her reaction, I kind of got it when he got physically aggressive and saying that he would break the dude's neck for calling him a bully, which you're kind of destroying your own argument by ending it with that. Well, yes and no. I mean, I think it's probably on her and whatever words she chose to use to give him the impression that that's who Dave is. See, and this is where I'm confused. And I don't know if this is wedged in, if this happened earlier. I don't understand why this is happening now because she's supposedly not with the ex right now. So what reason would he have to go after Dave and start calling him a bully in defense of Tosh unless he thinks that maybe that would get her back? I don't know. The whole thing's convoluted. Right, because they're all psychopaths. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the easy answer. (laughs) I've been watching Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. My roommate from Fort Myers was here for a couple of days and we did a mini marathon of Love is Blind. Oh, I missed it. Oh my God. We're sitting there the entire time with our own like Mystery Science Theater 3000 commentary. And both of us for this one person that's on the show are like, he's a psychopath to the point where he was like dripping eye drops in his eyes and pretending to cry during his interview. Oh my gosh. That's a housewife's trick. Oh my God. That's so Tosh. Like we didn't see her put eye drops in her eyes, but the fake crying. Yeah. We're wrapping it up. I'm so glad. Adventure started. Happy about that. It looks like from the previews that Kyle is coming back to the boat. So apparently you cannot fold laundry or do dishes with a strained ligament, but you can party. Right. Good to know. Yeah. For future reference. So next time I roll my ankle, I will remember that fact. I don't have to do dishes, but I can party. There you go. So we still don't have details on a reunion unless you've come across some. I know our friend Rochelle Lewis from Monsters and Critics wrote an article back at the end of October and was commenting that we're coming up on it and we haven't heard any buzz about it. Do you think they're going to have one? Oh, most definitely. I'm just surprised Andy hasn't put out a tweet asking for questions. OG starts the 21st. So we're two weeks away from that. They could switch the time slots, I guess, and give us the last of med, med reunion overlapping with OG. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens. I haven't seen anything confirming, but I haven't seen anything saying it's not going to happen either. So we'll just go with the assumption that it's going to happen. But I'm glad we're wrapping up and I'm glad we're shifting our focus on to adventure. If you guys haven't watched it, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Scenery's gorgeous. The crew is interesting. 
barring one (laughs) (laughs) and he's interesting just for all the wrong reasons (laughs) be sure if you haven't to catch our interview with captain carrie as well such a good guy in addition to the aussie posse and what's awesome i talked to him the other day and he's like yeah sandy has been amazingly supportive of me she's been super helpful and included me in a lot of things that she's up to and very cool stuff and he said the other person i've gotten really close to is jason Oh, cool. Yeah, he said that they're buddies. They talk all the time. I've been watching his social and the ship that they did the Watch What Happens Live from, the celebrity cruise ship. Yeah. He's actually on that. Yeah, it looks like him and his girlfriend, who's lovely, went and did a trip on that cruise ship, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So. It looks gorgeous. The spy area really looked nice. Well, thanks for listening. We will catch you on Thursday for the recap of Below Deck Adventure Season 1, Episode 2. Take care and thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.